good, 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 good afternoon. You are on with Bishop Robert Johnson and Real Talk. And Real Talk. God bless you for tuning in. We'll be right with you. Amen. We're excited today. We have some good information for you. We'll be right with you. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. We are a Bible-based channel to where we want to serve you with information that will make your walk with Christ more conducive and that all you do for Christ will last. Amen. We thank you for tuning in with us today. And we have information to support what God is doing. And again, we want to say thank you. Before we move on, we're going to ask you to subscribe down below. Please subscribe to our channel. If you are a true believer and you're living in the word of God or if you're looking to know more of God, please subscribe to our channel. So every time we go online or we go live, you will have access to our video feeds. Thank you again. Throughout the course today, we will put up slides suggesting, asking you to follow us on YouTube, which you're on now, so make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, we have our own blog, a Christian-based blog that is very critical to your walk and your walk in Christ. So let's get started today. Um, oftentimes, I hear individuals always say, you know what, I have a hard time going to church. There are too many rules in church. Um, church has this. You have to do that. Um, in church, there's just too much that's religious. So what individuals are doing, they're finding themselves empty because they're staying away from church. So what I want to do today, please forgive the gardeners outside. Um, that's what they have to do to clean up around the building. Amen. But we're going to continue today. Don't allow that to disturb or bother you. Um, but what I want to do is suggest to you that you take the opportunity to get to know Christ for yourself. The opposite of, a, of religion is relationship. So what I want to suggest to you is that you read Psalms 91. All right, Psalms 91, the 91st book within the third division of Psalms. Psalms 91, the 91st book within the third division of the book of Psalms. Psalms is what we call or consider a doxology. It is a poetic book that suggests David wrote poetry and put them in the form of songs. Amen. So we want to make sure today that we give you that information that is detailed and that you can go further in Christ and understand that under grace we are not religious. There is no form of religion that you and I have to walk by, that we have to live by. It is not a corporate job. It is not corporate structure, but yet it is in the power of the Holy Ghost because we have been ordained by God to live according to his will, plan, purpose, and promise. Again, please forgive the noise outside. Nothing I can do about that right now. Amen. Uh, I've forgotten I left the window open, but don't charge it to my heart, charge it to my head. So now today I want to go with, go with this real qu quick to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and we're going to go to verse 23. I think this is critical for the body of Christ. There's so many people who teach, um, so many preachers who preach messages that God gives them that are to be conducive to the body of Christ. But everyone who comes to church is not saved. Everyone who comes to the building on Sunday does not have a relationship with God. 
So as a young pastor, what, I, what I've learned, I have to meet the needs of three people, those who are sinners and don't believe, those who are considering becoming a believer, and those who are already believers. Amen? So I have to consider that, and I have to make sure that I can meet the need of those people. All right? So let's go here real quick. It said, verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Let us hold fast to the confession of our faith. The word our right there suggests an independent understanding or a relationship with God outside of everything else that is independent. But yet at the same time, that relationship must be predicated on worship corporately with those that we can support each other in. Let's look at verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now this is why we go to church. This is why we assemble ourselves. And you're going to see in a minute. He says, let us consider one another. He does not here put pastor in a different place or in a different position than the laity or the other people. But he says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love. So when we come together corporately, it is to take those three individuals that I talked about, those who are struggling don't, or who are still living in sin, those who don't really know if they want to stay, and those who are there, they are to bear the infirmity of the weak. That's what the Bible is saying. But listen what he says right here. He says, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, this is what I like. Verse 25. Not for, see, this is why you go to church. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, watch this. When you go to church, you, we're going to be edified. We're going to support each other according to verse 24. We're going to provoke each other in good work. So listen what he says in verse 25. Now, not forsaking to assembling, no matter what goes on throughout the course of the week. Make sure that you come together in a corporate fellowship with the body of Christ. Here's why. He says, as the manner of some is, they're not doing it. Now watch what he says towards the end of the text in verse 25. He says, but exhorting one another and so much, watch this, but exhorting one another and so much the more. And so much the more to exhort one another. The reason people don't want to go to church because they're not being exhorted. They're being torn, torn down. The word of God under grace did not come to tear you down. But it came to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are what? Sanctified. Listen to what he says. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Verse 26. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of truth. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. You can't sin willfully after you receive the truth. And if you do, that, Christ can't die again. That's why the Bible says in, in Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and um, Romans, the sixth chapter, it talks about us who have been buried with Christ by water baptism. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And Paul here picks up the same thing in Hebrews. And to, to say that God can't die again because there was one sin offering by God for the entire world. So what am I saying? The aspect of church 
and its understanding, especially for young people today, is causing so many to stay away because it's of its religious rules and of its religious authorities. But yet when we go back and we look at the principal understanding of the first church, they also had that problem to where individuals wanted to do things their way. It was difficult for them, even though God was setting it up. An example would be the husband and wife, Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, Sapphira, they didn't want to give away, give up everything that had earned. And, and, and what did they do? They disobeyed God. And in being disobedient, they both lost their lives. So what am I saying? Church cannot put too much pressure on God's people because the moment the church puts pressure, it becomes religious. Where we have a covenant relationship with God ourselves and we come together in agreement to worship God in the spirit of uh, in the bond of peace and the spirit in the spirit of holiness and in the bond of peace. This is why you see today the church is empty and young people are turning up. Young people are getting turned up. They're turning up. Why? Because the church is turning them down based on its religious practices and its religious rules. And man, I'm not saying let everything go on. No, that's not what Paul says here in the 10th chapter of Hebrews. He exhorts them to build each other in their most holy faith. That's what the Bible says. If your brethren be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one considering yourself. The only way that you can restore your brother or sister, you have to be in a common location at a common time with the common understanding that God's word is superior to everything. Then we're able to look upon our brothers and sisters and see who is in need, who is in trouble, or who is going through. But as long as we alienate ourselves and alienate the audience or the laity, we, th we put them in a position of becoming religious. At, at this time, we're going to do this. At this time, we're going to do this. And at this time, we're going to do this. Well, as a pastor, senior pastor of Loving Unity Church Outreach Ministries in Bellflower, where we have three pastors, everyone is allowed to be themselves because they all have covenant relationships with God. So what am I saying? I'm saying, church, we need to wake up because young people are dying. Husbands, uh, again, are not coming to church. Husband, husbands are void. Go to my blog. I did an article on the blog. And on the blog, you'll see to where um, the participation as far as the husband or, 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 or some individuals, it's not there. Why is it not there? Because individuals just don't want to be a part of something that does not suggest truth. And if it's religious and if the structure does not have value and purpose, people will walk away and they will fight you. They will walk away and they will fight you because you have not identified the purpose. Where there is purpose, there's commonality. And where there's commonality, commonality, there is love. And individuals will walk together. So I want to give you a couple of things on the screen today so you can follow us and become a part. Again, make sure you subscribe below. Bishop Robert Johnson, subscribe to Real Talk Broadcast Network. Please do that for us. Please follow us. That way, what we want to share and give you, God knows and has it prepared for you. So make sure you follow us on Facebook. Um, that's www.facebook.com, Bishop Real Talk. I've already exceeded the limit of 5,000 friends, and now we're, I think we're about almost at 7,000 with the followers, but you can have unlimited followers. So please follow us. 
You can't friend us, but you can follow us. And when you follow us, I'll see it, and I'll go to Messenger, and I'll make sure to add you to Messenger. Because when I add you to Messenger, then we can still talk and still do the same things that a friend would do on Facebook, all right? The next thing is, if you could do for us, please follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Real Talk Facebook Live. Real Talk Facebook Live. Twitter, Real Talk Facebook Live. The same thing on Instagram. Same thing on Instagram, Real Talk Facebook Live. Say, so why is he doing all that social media stuff? It's important. It's important. Um, we went from man is known from being from the first period of the stage of life, the agricultural stage. Then he went to the industrial revolution of the railroad and the steel industry. And now we are in the age of technology. And it's not going anywhere because it's only going to grow greater. So this gives us the avenue to whereby we're able to talk the word of God to people from around the world. This is one you don't want to miss right here. We have amazing ghost writers on our blog, so please follow our blog. Critical. Please follow our blog at www.realtalkbishop.com. Follow our blog at www.realtalkbishop.com. Follow our blog at www.realtalkbishop.com. Don't forget to subscribe below to our videos. Don't forget to subscribe. God bless you. We thank God for you who tuned in with us today. You are true, truly amazing. And we want to say, until next time, be blessed.